Hello, 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 and welcome back to Release the Podcast, where our motto is letting go of things that hold you back. I am Cynthia Haynes. And I'm Harold Weaver. And so on today's episode, we have titled it, What God Has for You is Just for You. Mm-hmm. What God has for you is just for you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to come out of the passage of Matthew 6, verses 25 through 33. And it says, therefore, I tell you, stop being worried or anxious, Mm. perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body as to what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow seed nor reap the harvest nor gather the crops into barns. And yet your heavenly father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth more than they? And who of you, by worrying, can add one hour to the length of his life? And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and the wildflowers of the field grow? They do not labor, nor do they spend wool to make clothing. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive and green today and tomorrow it is cut and thrown as fuel into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. Therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetual, easy, distracted, saying, what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink or what are we going to wear for the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. But do not worry, for your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and the character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. And so basically, um, it's saying, if God can do this for the birds and they haven't done anything to earn it and you're more valuable to him than the birds that means you don't have to earn it either because if he said it then that means he's going to perform it for you and so I um I thought about how um the other episodes there's been a whole year ago where I was telling you about me taking this military class and how um, one portion of it, I didn't do too good with it because it was being test and timed. And, but I kept praying, saying that the instructors kept saying, oh, no, you're going to recycle. You just got to do the whole thing all over. But I was determined with my prayer saying, no, that's not going to happen. That's I overruled that. That's not going to happen. I'm going to get past. Either they're going to just let me do this one section, but I'm going to move on. I'm not going to redo this course. Well, as time started passing. I started getting a little leery. I started making new plans and was getting to the point of saying it was taking too long. So maybe I just need to go ahead on and make other plans and go in another direction. But then because of friends, because of family, because of people who were talking to me and encouraging me and saying, you just need to just chill out. The time came. And when it came, it came with uh, the right person that was uh, going to do my remediation. This guy basically said, easy peasy. You're going to uh, retake the test. 
But guess what? I want you to go back and look at those tests because it didn't say you couldn't do this, but it don't give you the answer, but it tell you where to find the answer. So I want you to go back and look at those tests. And I can't really, um, what you call it? When they, when they watch you take the test, mm-hmm. uh, I can't think of the word. But he's, he was like, I can't be there to watch you take the test, mm-hmm. but I can just open it up and you just let me know when you're going to take it. And then you take it. Mm-hmm. And then he said, you know, observe. it's called something. Uh, I will, it'll come up. And then, and then I have to write a, um, an essay, which as I said, let me write something and I can write it. And he was like, you, if you need, he said, I'm good with this. You start writing it. You can send it to me. I'll check it and say, Oh, you're on the right track, wrong track. He said, but you have another person that's going to help you. That's academically that, that knows this stuff backward and forth and you can show it to him and you'll have, so not only did God, get me with the right people. Had I rushed it, I probably wouldn't have had the right people that was going to have the patience for me, that was going to actually be rooting me on and being able to help me. So, and now at the job that I'm at, I can do it at work and I got people at work that can help me to say, oh, no, 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 you went in the wrong you know, direction. I got so much, I'm in a better position to get this knocked out. And it's not because of what I did, but it was because of what God told me that I could have. Harold. What God has for you is just for you. What did that mean to you guys out there? Well, we're going to try our best to tell what it means for us, and hopefully it'll come close to what it means to you guys, and we can connect it, the dots when it's all said and done. But first and foremost, um, I had this discussion with Cynthia before we decided to do this, that we need to discuss the difference between believing in a God and believing in God. Believing in a God and believing in God. It's two different things. Because you can't just believe there's a God and not believe in that same God that he will do for you what is just for you. He will do and give and bring and send to you what is just for you. Why? Because he is God. But you have to believe in that God that you claim and that you say that you believe he exists. Ask yourself, ask yourself, do you believe enough in that God that you'll have the patience without being anxious? Hmm? That you can wait no matter how long it takes. Hmm? That you know you're worthy. That you know you've done the work. Hmm? That you put in the time and the effort to not show that you believe in God. Not believe and say that there is a God, but to know that what he has for you is just for you. Think about that. If you can honestly believe that, then you don't have to worry about what anybody else has. You don't have to worry about what anybody else says. You don't have to worry about how anybody else looks, sounds, or does. If you can believe in that God, what he has for you is just for you, say it to yourself. If that's what it takes for you to believe in that, then that's what it needs to be done for you to continue to believe in it until it comes to you. Hmm? Think about that. Think about what we're talking about today. If you don't believe in it, then you're wasting your time and anybody else's time that believes in it for you. Hmm? Think about that. 
You can't trust anything that you don't believe in. And that's to include God. Hmm? What he has for you, nobody else can have. And it's coming. But you got to believe it. No matter how long it takes. But you got to do the work. And part of doing the work is believing in that God. That same God. That same God. It's the only one. So ask yourself, can I believe in this God that I say I do? I know he's there, but do I have the patience? Hmm? Do I have the mindset? Do I have the faith that he's going to come along? He's going to come when the time is right. Think about that. But you also have to be specific. I know we talked about this before. You have to be specific as well in your prayers. But you got to believe in them as well. It's coming. But you got to believe it's coming so the weight won't bother you. It won't distract you. It won't take you away from the focus. It won't take away from your faith. When things are at their worst is when you got to step up and be at your best when it comes to believing in the same God that you say you do. Come on, Sam. So I was talking to someone at um, work today and um, he's in the process of trying to be moving from one branch of the service with his uh, his MOS, which is his job, moving from being a master sergeant and coming on the officer side, and he's trying to be a chaplain. Well, the process, I already know it's a long process. And so he's been working with this recruiter, and it's like they tell him one thing, then they come back, and then they change it. He missed a couple of boards. Then they said, oh, yeah, you do need this paperwork. No, you don't need that paperwork. Oh, you got to get a waiver. It's just it's just been like obstacle after obstacle. And so now it's to the point where he's like, I'm just like kind of like frustrated. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just I'm going I'm just going to just don't, you know, worry about it. He said, now they're saying I need something and I have to have it by I think he said the 26th of this month, which is they just told him this like two days ago. Mm-hmm. And so um, I told him, I said, look, I said, stop asking them mm-hmm. about what you can do or what you need to do and tell them what you're going to do, mm-hmm. because he needs to have an interview done by a, a higher ranking officer. And the, the the people that he need are right there in the building with him. But they're not going to do anything because they have to be. um they have to get the letter saying that they need them to do it. So I told them that they telling you, yeah, that they telling you that you need to have it done. You need to just, you need to tell them that I got somebody, I'm having it done. I just need you to send this and stop asking. Then I said the other thing I told him. I said he said, well, okay, I'm gonna call him right now. The guy didn't answer. I said, okay, you call back. Then I said, is there somebody else you can talk to? And so he said um, that the the first guy he was talking to sent him to this other guy. I said, well, then you go back to the first guy. So then I I reminded him, I said, you know, I said, you got to keep knocking. That's what the Bible said. You have to knock. You do what you can do Mm -hmm. and you do everything that you can do. Then God's going to do the rest. Mm -hmm. I said, so because you're getting a little disgruntled because you like you don't feel like you need to be, um, you know, having to call, you do need to call. I said, and I reminded him about, there was a lady in the Bible who she faced this judge and the judge, they said about according to the Bible was he had no fear of God or man, but this woman kept coming 
every day because it was some property that she was supposed to have. The judge was so agitated where he said, just give her whatever she wants, just as long as she don't come back. And that's what I reminded him. You got to keep knocking. Get on their nerves. So they're going to be like, let me just do this for this dude. And right when we were talking, he had this, his phone and his phone kept ringing. He's talking about this person keep calling me. And he said, I, I need to just go ahead and answer. And I said, look at God. I said, you see how this guy keep bothering you? And now you're going to answer the phone? That's what you got to do to the people. The same way you just feel about this person is what they're going to feel about you. But they're going to make sure you have your stuff. And I said, you need to um name it and claim it and move out on it. Don't say they're not going to have time for you and start saying that they are going to have time for you. And stop asking and just start saying what you want. So basically what we're saying is you, you have to believe in yourself first. First and foremost, you have to believe in yourself for God, okay, for you to have God on your side. So to the point where you know that he's on your side, it starts with you. It starts with you believing in yourself so you know God believes in you, okay? That's what we're talking about here. Limits. Why? Where do limits come from? I'm going to tell you right now from experience. It comes from you. You're putting your own limits on yourself. Nobody can care about yourself more than yourself. And that's not being selfish. That's being realistic. That's being real. So if you feel like you're worthy of something, then you got to go get it. You can't be waiting for somebody to bring it to you. You can't be waiting for somebody to see that same wealth in yourself that you see. They can't. They won't. No matter how long you wait to see it, no matter how long you wait to get it, it's not happening until you make it happen. Always say, don't say what you can't do until you can't do it. There's a reason behind that, a couple of reasons behind that. Because you can't really say what you can't do until you've attempted to do it to see that you can't. And you'd be surprised at things that you could not only do on your own, but for yourself. Not only on your own, but for yourself. And nine times out of 10, this is the initiative that you need for the people that can help you to see that you believe in yourself. So now they'll start believing in you as well. That's the process. You have to give somebody a reason to believe in you and then watching to see if you believe in yourself. People in these high levels that can help you, they're looking for that incentive. They're looking for that determination. They're looking for that drive and that dedication that they know what it looks like because they've been there and they've done that if they're not still doing it. So they're looking in it for you. They're looking from it. You. They're looking getting it from you. They're looking to see if you have what it takes to get to the next level and how determined you are to do so. Well, guess who else is watching? God. God's doing the same thing. He's waiting for you to do that extra. He's waiting for you to put in the work and not limit yourself to feel like you've done enough. He's going to show you when you've done enough. And that should be enough incentive right there to keep going. If you feel like you're short on something, then you probably are. If you feel like you can do more, then you probably can. And once you get to that point when you've done enough, that's when God is going to take over. You can't quit. Hmm? You can't be distracted. You can't fall back. You can't fall down. Hmm? But that's what God is for when you get to that point when you feel like you can't no more. Hmm? When you feel like you're not worthy anymore. That's when God steps in. The same God that we're talking about every week. That same God that we're telling you that he's there, but you have to believe he's there. You got to know why he's there. And you got to know that he's going to step in when you feel like he's gone. That's the difference. That's the difference. What God has for you is just for you. It might be less than somebody else, but it's still yours. 
It might be more than somebody else, but it's still yours. It's got your name on it. But you got to believe in that to receive that. And that's the difference. Come on, son. So the other thing I wanted to say was that um, my daughter, I think I mentioned in one of the series that my daughter is, they're in the process of buying their first mm -hmm. home. And so I think I talked about the family that they got this house from. It's their missionaries. Their names are like people, big people in the Bible. And so they've been going through this process and they started January 13th and they're supposed to be closing on February 9th, which that's less than a month that they even went through the process with the paperwork. Well, they had an inspection done. Inspection came back and it said, oh, the AC, they look like they need to replace this AC. It's not going to, you're not going to be able to get insured with this. The water heater needs to be replaced. Oh, the room that they closed off to be a garage, they try to make it like an extra room. It needs more like insulation. There's some other stuff they need to do. So my daughter didn't even want that room anyway. They wanted it to be a garage. So they just said, well, hey, if the people are going to do whatever, um, they can just turn it back into the garage, but they didn't know. And so I said, well, one thing is that the people, they have a home warranty. A home warranty will pay for a lot of these things. And I know about it because I had an AC at my other place. They took care of, gave me a brand new AC. And so I told her, and what I told my daughter was, I said, what you need to pray is, is that both you and that family are Christians. Both of y'all believe in God. They are they're doing God's work, doing missionary work. So your prayer should be, God, let this deal be a, a deal for both of us to where we both come out on top. Mm -hmm. And so they came back and the people said, we're fixing everything. Mm -hmm. Home warranty is going to take care of all that stuff. The garage, we got it. Don't worry about it. We're going to do it. So then they got that good news. The lender called them mm -hmm. that uh, the next night. The lender calls and tells my son-in-law that, hey, I don't think y'all going to qualify now. Because these student loans just showed up on your account. Uh -huh. So what they were doing was doing the forgiveness thing. And so you had to consolidate your loan. So right now it was saying they had zero balance, but then they consolidated and it came and it showed back up like it was a new debt. So they were saying that the the rate, the debt ratio was too high. And so a F, they couldn't do FHA and they couldn't do convention. And it, and basically the lender, she said the lender had a nasty attitude. It was just totally different. So she called me to say, Mama, just just pray. And I said, it's already done. Mm -hmm. I said, don't worry about it. It's already done. So the, the lender told her, told him, well, it's saying y'all, you know, you don't have to pay anything. It's saying zero, but that's not going to work. You need to have some type of a small amount. So then that way we won't have to take all of the debt of the um the student loan and put it against you, it'll just be whatever the payment, but it need to be very small. And I said, right there, she already gave you a solution. So he calls to the um the lent the student loan people, and my daughter said he was on hold for a long time. The thing said that they closed at eight o'clock. He didn't get uh answered, I think it was like 8:13 when the person finally brought him over and they stayed overtime. They stayed on the phone till about 8.30 or whatever. They worked it out. They came back and said, okay, we'll give you like a $5 payment. The lender, they had to call the lender. They said, what you needed to say? The lender said, whatever, this is what we need. The people got it for them, said you had a letter, three to five business days, you're going to have it. And um, I said, and look at God. I said, because you didn't panic. And what you did was you prayed on it. God gave you the right person because that's what the prayer was. Give us the right person. 
They got the right person. They got it done. It's a done deal. It's their house. God said it was theirs and it's theirs. Mm. They didn't have to go run after and chase it. It came to them. Everything they needed to do, the answer came to them. So basically what we're saying is that if God has said it, if God has told it, if God has promised it, Mm. then you need to just stand and believe. Mm. Stop looking at the time. Stop listening to the, the, the naysayers. And just stick to what you're saying, put a word on it, and stand on the word. Because God is true, and God is not a liar. He's not a man that he lies. Well, if he said it, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Closing remarks. <laughs> so, so I hope that this episode encouraged somebody who's waiting on something that God told them that they can have. Just, Just stand still. And know that God, just watch the salvation of God. Watch God work that thing out for you. So hopefully these testimonies, these things that we told you, these encouraging words is going to push you on. If you have any comments, any concerns, anything that you'd like to say, have us to talk about, you can reach out to us at releasepodcast at gmail.com. Rate us on the apps that you're listening to us on. Pass this on to somebody else who you think might need to hear it. Just share the word. Um, more in 24. It's more in 24. It's my time. You sure? Okay. So God, once again, we just say thank you. You know exactly what your people need. You know exactly when we need to say it and how we need to say it. And we just thank you, Lord, that you chose to use us as your vessel. So I pray that you would take this word and that you would increase it in somebody's heart that it would help them to be able to just hang on one more day to know that you're going to do it for them and that you're no respect of a person. And just like you do it for us, you'll do it for them. And it ain't nothing that they have to do extra to get it. It's just because they believe in you. It's just because they're going to wait on you that you're going to do it for them. So God, I just pray that you go beyond this prayer. Do what you do. And that's all things. Mm-hmm. And so we thank you in advance um, and we praise you. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Next week, and we out.